Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is the one, the only, Surreal Ramen. Surreal Ramen has been on the show before. Uh, this is his second go around, and we talk about his new project that he is undertaking called Ramen's World. We talk all about that. Go in the show notes and click on the links and go support your boy. All the links are down there, so go support Surreal Ramen. We'll be with Surreal Ramen in a second. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we jump over to ads and stuff, I got to say one thing. This is the, uh, this is the Halloween special. And um, I, I realized that the Halloween special, the Halloween is come and gone, but that's why I'm telling y'all to get your asses over the live stream so you can be there live when the information, when the when the things happen because we're always announcing like live on air. We're always, you know, our mods are always finding new news subjects to talk about in regards to music so there's always breaking news on stream there's always something new so come over and get yourself some otherwise enjoy the two week late uh a halloween special <laughs> anyways we'll get to surreal ramen here in just a moment but first go to rainmystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e.com go check out her latest single called ready set go it's a great drum and bass song that is about sonic the hedgehog <laughs> it was for a contest and it's a fun song go check it out it's totally different from what she usually does but it's definitely worth a listen she also streams four days a week on twitch mondays through thursdays 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go get yourself some Rainy Mystique. All links are in the show notes. Speaking of Twitch, and I'm going to bring it back again. Come on over for the live streams. We stream Mondays and Fridays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come through. We talk to amazing musicians and artists, and, and, and we want you to be a part of the conversation. We want you to ask questions and, and, and say, hey, Mike, you're looking a little bloated today. And I'll be like, yeah, I know. I'm fat. It happened over quarantine so that's what happened over quarantine anyways go check it out twitch.tv slash we speak english good we do music streams we do all kinds of fun stuff on the show so uh come on through please it, it's a good time uh you can also support the show monetarily by going to threadless.t or excuse me we speak english good .threadless.com. go buy yourself some merch we got merch going off over there uh, what else we got? Oh, yes. Random Mystique and I, will, uh, we have our own. We're starting a new stream on a new app called Famera. It's only for Apple users for now. And it is a cool little hangout app. And we stream the uh, pop culture pop off, which we talk about all things pop culture. There's no deep dive into anything. It's all surface level, you know, plastic surgery. What did Travis Scott do? You know, like it, it's just all surface stuff so come on through it will be a good time uh and the, that link is in the show note of course you can also like subscribe review like us on facebook instagram tiktok discord twitter instagram snapchat all of them the sh 
the stuff is in the show notes. Go click around. Enjoy. Come and follow and, and be a part of this weird world we got going on here. You can also subscribe. Subscribe to our Apple iTunes uh, or wherever you get your podcast. You can also follow us on Spotify. You can subscribe to us on YouTube and Twitch. So go ahead and do that as well. You can also support the show for absolutely free. Just go write a, a review about the show on uh, Apple iTunes or anywhere you can leave a review. It helps us to be found. So go and give us some love. It, you can write it anywhere. It could be on our Instagram. It could be it could be you know on our YouTube. It can be anywhere, and I'll read them on air wherever I find them. And, and in fact, I have a lot of comments and stuff that are, are accumulating on the, the uh, YouTube page. So... Um, people really like Nick Natoli on YouTube, so it's been pretty fun chatting and uh, getting to know some YouTubers through this whole online experience. But anyways, let, we're moving on. We're moving on. Uh, on, the, on the stream, on the live stream on this Friday, the 12th, we have multi-instrumentalist, improv musician, TC Pool is on the live stream at 3 o'clock. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on the podcast on the on this feed right here, audio is going to be Dylan. I can't remember how to say his last name, but he's a reggae artist, and I played with him, and he's a really nice guy, and I had a great conversation. I think you're gonna enjoy it. So Dylan's gonna be out here on Friday. So that's what's going on this week. So I will see you guys on the other side to wrap up. But for now. Enjoy this wonderful conversation I had with my old pal, Surreal Ramen. Thank you so much for, for doing this and, and getting all painted up for everything and everyone and and all no that problem, all that good stuff, man. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing like a cape. Well, I'm wearing all black. I see that. I see that. You got like a thing on. Yeah, for the people. Look at look at this fucking mustache. I knew it wasn't going to last. For, for all the people who are listening, because there's going to be a lot more people listening than seeing this. So uh, uh, I'm dressed up like Dead Flanders. I have a... Um, I have a... Uh, mustache hanging off of my face right now because it won't stick to my sweaty upper lip um i uh, i i have some painted my face is white tur than usual and um yeah so i'm i'm just picture zombie ned flanders and then what are you what are, what are you gonna go as surreal i guess i am my take on a grim reaper there he is boom baby oh shit i don't got anything prepared at all <laughs> What is this for? It's for the tame. <laughs> what tame? I don't know. This was handed to me. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna keep this I'm gonna keep this mustache right here. Without the mustache, you look like Michael J. <laughs> Shut up. It's like the hairiest mole. <laughs> it's like I got a caterpillar on my this face. Is April Fool's Day. Oh, I see. It's tape. You can you want me to tape this on? Okay. Let's see. I'll tape this to my face here. We'll see here. All right. Oh, no. It, all right. There it is. You guys see it? I'm good. We'll see how long it, we, can, we can handle the mustache on my zombie face and sweaty upper lip. Oh, my God. 
Anyways, how you doing, man? It, it's been a while since we chatted last. So uh, what, what you been up to, man? I'm doing good, man. I've um, been up to a lot, you know, like running around with the Manifest family. Did a lot of traveling in the past year. Pretty much covered Ohio at this point. Um, <laughs> really just like working in a lot of areas to grow and expand um, within the company and within like my own personal life. Yeah, like what, man? Um, well, company-wise, like I said, we've been traveling a lot. Um, we actually just had the second annual Manifestable show here at the Ottawa Tavern about a month ago, um, which was great. Great turnout, great vibes. We had uh, vendors, um, a lot of great artists performing, a lot of great bands performing, just an overall great night. Um, on my own personal end, it's actually it's been a lot of personal growth on my end. Yeah, for about for about the past year, a lot of personal growth, but also like a lot of growth in business. But I, I those are some of those topics that I sent you, mm. you know, in the email. So we'll get into those later. But yeah, um, man, as far no. as personal growth goes, man, really just de-stressing myself a lot and like working hard to make active changes in the things in my life that were stressing me out. Yeah, you know. I deal with like depression a lot or yeah. you know what I won't even say I deal with because I've been I've been okay recently like I've had some tough times but like overall when I compare like my mind state now to where it was I've been fine you know yeah um but it's like there were just a lot of things in my life stressing me out I mean there still are a bunch of things in my life stressing me out but I've been taking a more active role and you know I changed my job because I realized working for the places I worked for really stressed me out and like you know I, I work at the Ottawa Tavern now oh for but, real you know that's yeah. dope um, but uh, working there it just like literally eased pounds and pounds of stress off of my life that I did not even realize you know was being caused by these jobs until I was somewhere where I was like yo it doesn't suck to be here <laughs> what what were you doing before the Ottawa Tavern then um, I'm still I'm still a cook at the Ottawa Tavern, and I was cooking before, but I oh. cooked in a lot of fine dining restaurants. Gotcha. Worked for a lot of corporate assholes. Yeah, just like no, yeah. I feel you, man. I feel you. You're, yeah, especially in the kitchen, man, because I've worked in the kitchen before, and that's a uh, when when the lunch hour or or dinner rush comes in. It lunch is, hour. Dinner uh, rush. It's over, bro. Pretty it's, much every holiday. Ah, uh, dude, it, and it's just terrible. Like I, th- I really do believe that that movie. Have you ever seen Waiting? That movie Waiting uh, with Ryan Reynolds. I really do think that's a great depiction of what it's like to work. I mean, I, it's a little over the top in in that movie, but like, yeah, it's got a little Hollywood in it. But right, but it's the good, it's it's an accurate depiction. Right, of like it's like restaurant life. Exactly, it's stressful. People are freaking out. People are throwing stuff. People are mad. Uh, 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 the 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 customers are yelling at you. They're telling you that I hate this or whatever it is. You know, so it's like. I, it, it it's a it's a stressful hell environment that I I can't stand. I've never heard of it. I'll have to check it out. You've never heard of Waiting? It has Ryan Re- Ryan Reynolds in it, and uh, what's that? Anna Faris, uh, Luis Guzman is in it. <laughs> Luis Guzman, Andy Milanakis is in it. What the fuck? It's a it's got a star studded cast, uh, bro. Who's that one cat? Uh uh uh, I can't remember what's his name. It's it's a funny movie. It's it's a it's a classic. It's it's a real classic. Ramen's Red Fago barbecue sauce smacks. What? Wait a second. You got a Red Fago barbecue sauce? Shut up. I need to know about the Red Fago barbecue sauce. Is this real? Bruh. Is this yeah, real? It it is real. Um 
it's actually something I came up like early on when I started cooking. So this is like almost five, six years back at this point in my life. And um, I was working at the Mommy Bay Brew Pub over on uh, Broadway. Uh-huh. And um, I was just getting into cooking and learning how to make things from scratch. And uh, there was this guy, Matt, who worked there. And he's like, yo, you can make barbecue sauce out of anything. He made barbecue sauce out of like root beer. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. And like, it was pretty good. Like, yeah. Um, so I was like, damn, so you can make barbecue sauce out of anything. So I was like, yo, like, I'll make barbecue sauce out of Fago. It'll be red <laughs> barbecue sauce. Like, uh, essentially, I was doing it for the aesthetic just to make it red. Yeah. But there's also something about that red Fago, man. That, that just, just knocks, huh? Yeah, man. It slaps. Hey, <laughs> Big Papa. Slaps, yeah. What's up, baby? <laughs> Good to see you, Big Papa. Thanks for being here. Uh, it's going well. We're just talking to the Surreal Ramen about uh, red Fago barbecue sauce because he's a cook did the kid from dune take over the show uh, who are you talking about are you talking about surreal or me because i haven't seen dune but it's i'm probably me <laughs> i'm dead flanders i'm dead flanders have you seen dune i heard it's kind of weak i have not seen it but i've seen the trailers and i was like okay yeah i guess i kind of do look like one of those people <laughs> <laughs> Looking handsome. Thank um, you, thank you, thank you. Michael Jackson. I, was, came uh, back from the I had a conversation with this guy Will that I work with, um, because I have no idea what Dune is. Yeah. Predates predates my knowledge, man. Got you. So I was asking him about Dune. He said it's just some fucking boring ass book that some guy wrote years ago. It's actually a, like, it's a science fiction it's a classic. It's actually a classic. I mean, it, I've never read the book. I saw the original Dune movie, but that was so stupid. It was from the 80s. It is another movie? Well, it, People this lack was a, originality nowadays, man. They do. It's just all, oh, let's just remake that shit. I saw the let's old movie. Let's reboot it, man. Yeah. No, I heard the new version is stupid. I heard that, and, and the old version is dumb. And the book, well, the book is a classic, but I've never Someone read it. Someone told me the book is just very hard to ingest. Like, it's a complicated book to right. read. Right, yeah. No, it's it's definitely like um, uh, the movie had great visuals, but everything else sucked. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like the movie can have visuals and stuff, but if there's no substance to it, it's like what's the use of all the, the explosions and shit? doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of like book to movie mm. kind of things. I mean, maybe like Stephen King, mm. um, Harry Potter did it. Yeah, they, well, they pulled I it guess. off. You know maybe what? Twilight. But like, there's not, there's not too many like book to movie things that I personally want to ingest like at all. Especially if, I, if I've read the book, like the book's always pretty much going to be better than the movies. Yeah, there's always going to be something cut out or a small little detail that might have stuck with you. Like, I've been into Harry Potter for all my life. Mm -hmm. I've owned all the books. I've read all the books, and it's like watching the movies. I'm like, yeah, this is great. But also, there were just small little details that get added into like the text of the book that people just aren't going to think throw into the movie. Yeah. Just a subtle thing that might've stuck with like certain things have just stuck with me for a long time. that just aren't, you know, in Harry Potter movies. Yeah, man. Um, you're absolutely right though. The Harry Potter movies and they're a lot darker. Like, I feel like the, the, like towards the end of the movie series, they sort of really started tapping into that darkness of the series itself. But like oh, the books are definitely like way darker throughout, you know? And, and, um, it really surprises me, Surreal Raman, that you're a transphobe supporter by supporting JK Rollins. 
only JK. I'm just joking. Oh, that was a terrible joke. Oh, I'm sorry I delivered oh, yeah, that in a terrible. <laughs> I'm so sorry that that came out like this. You're like, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I didn't deliver that very well, and so it just sounded like, like a real question. Uh, that's not a real like, question. Let me elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I am just joking. Uh, have, you, have you seen the new Dave Chappelle special? I have not, man. I honestly do not watch that much TV anymore. Mm. Um, I really spend like most of my time creating content. That's dope. You should. That's yeah, how it like, should be. Um, and like I really, I've been trying to like teach myself to only ingest things that are like inspirational to me, whether that be like certain artists, whether that be you know someone who says the right things or someone with a little bit more wisdom. On um, watching business videos on youtube there's this uh guy who i guess he did a lot of the uh prominent logos for a lot of different companies um i cannot remember what his name is but he drops absolute gems at all points in time so like i watch his videos a lot and he's like he's made the look the nike logo and he's done you know fucking just amazing things as being a uh you know a digital artist like me and i'm just like the nike logo a check and a name and he's like, yeah, this thing is worth billions at this point. <laughs> this check in the name that I did. And I'm like, is it Phil Knight? This- is that his name? Phil Knight? Phil Knight? It may be. Oh, uh, I'm trying to find I'm trying like, to find it. Who on my phone? Um, yeah, man. There there's a uh those the the advertising world. I mean, like when you look at like the Volkswagen, that whole series and got milk, right? Got milk was a yeah. really successful um advertising uh what do you call it yeah strategy yeah Yeah, i I forgot Um, what the campaign is it was a great it was a great campaign which exists still it all seems like so simple when we like take that in as a consumer Hmm. but when when like i've seen it explained on the business end so much thought and so much process comes into like if your emblem winds up just a circle they're about to give you the best marketable circle that you could ever like. It's insane. Yeah. Well, yeah. like, what are some of the things that you gleaned from those videos about, you know, logos and stuff? Um, the biggest thing is knowing my worth. Mm. Knowing my worth was knowing knowing your worth was a big lesson that he was trying to convey. Um, so he did this kind of breakdown of where he was talking to a, he does like you know speeches to people he was talking now he's talking to a guy in the crowd and he's like what if i told you i can give you this great logo for ten thousand dollars but it'll take me two weeks and the guy says well i'll just go to the guy that can do it for a thousand dollars today and so the guy asks him why he's like do you not have the money to pay for the logo like could you not afford to pay me specifically to do this for you instead of the cheaper option and dude said no i could afford to pay you but i'm always going to go with the cheaper option so it wound up into a situation where dude kind of broke down how oh i fucked up the times okay the cheaper option took longer and the quicker option took a shorter time that's the only details are fucked okay um But he kind of broke it down to dude how dude would put more stress on himself for a cheaper product 
than to pay someone what there's worth what they're worth to get the product that he needs right now, you know, in this moment. And like that kind of rang to me well, like because people I will like just consumers as a whole are always looking for that cheapness in pretty much everything we do. Um, it's like people will go to that option of the person who like uses Microsoft art on their computer to paint pixels and make logos than like the person, you know, who actually does quality work because like money talks. But dude said that he never breaks his value, no matter what. He tells people, okay, um, this is what I charge. And people will offer him lesser amounts of money. And like he'll respectfully tell them, well, you can't afford me, and that's fine, but I can direct you to someone who you can afford. You know, which is a nice business gesture. Right. Um, it's just little subtle, subtle business minded things that I didn't really think about that like he manages to like explain in a way that makes it easy to ingest into someone who didn't go to business school, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that's so helpful. I mean, those kind of teachers are so valuable. No, I, I, I dig that, man. I, I, I really do dig that whole value yourself because I mean, once you once you acquire the skills, once you uh, once you put in the time, because the time that it took to put in to learn, it, you spent the most valuable resource of your entire life is your time, and yeah. so your time is worth. I mean, it's worth your life, right? Because we measure our lives on the how long we live, and so we put all this time into a certain uh, subject or or field of study. And, and I mean, that, that, that's worth, you know, that's literally you're putting your life essence into something. So when you yeah. degrade your own life, when you degrade your, 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 uh, your cost, when you lower your cost for someone, because, you know, maybe they can't afford it or, or, you know, you're trying to hook yeah, somebody up. I commonly find myself doing. Yeah, I, I do too, was... because there's nothing wrong with hooking up the friends, but but then yeah. you know, you know, then their friend has a friend who are like, oh, you got it for you give it to him for twenty. What's up with exactly. that? It's like, nah, baby, you know, that's not how it works, baby. You know, it, 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 get in line, take a ticket. It, uh, but but yeah, anyways, please, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. You find yourself um, doing it. Um. Yeah, I find myself doing that quite often. And I think it's because to me, when it, at least on like the art, the digital art front, it's a low impact thing for me. Like it takes me minutes to do like, so like it doesn't really bother me that much, but that also puts me in a lot of situations where it, like, I don't wind up paid after making art for someone or, you know, I, I make a bunch of art for someone, you know, they come to me one night, yo, I need seven images. And I'm like, yo, I can turn out these seven images for you tonight. And right. I make those seven images. And then that person gives you the runaround for the next eight months. Like, Ugh. I'm going to get them from you, bro. One of these days. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, it, man. It puts you in annoying situations like that. But it's like if you have a format and if you make people make an investment initially before you do any work, that's the way to go. Absolutely. Deposits. Deposits are the way to go. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I, I absolutely. Even if it's five, ten dollars, that person's gonna feel like they invested a little bit of themselves mm -hmm. into the situation. It's gonna make them, you know, more preemptive on what they're doing. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, and it's like, you know, if uh, you know, because I, I sell sponsored ads on my audio side of this, and it's like when people are want to like, oh, well, let me get that for fifteen dollars. It's like, well. 
I mean, yeah, I need that. I need money. Hey, lovely lace, good to see you. Uh, I I need that money, but like my 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 charge is 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 twenty five a spot. So like, I mean, yeah, I could you know they give me a nice uh, you know oh we're a small business and we're really trying to do it. Well, it's like I, I I get that you're a small business, but I'm a small business too, and you're exactly. asking me to to tap into my resources and my time and my energy. So I and this is where this is where it sits. This is my it's time and this is my energy. And you know what? The price is only going all. up. So get on it now. It's I, that separation of a uh, business and personal because people will always try to appeal to the human in you yep. rather than the dollar signs that you should be aiming for. People are always going to appeal to the human in you in all situations, not just business, but business specifically. Like people are always going to try to try to hit you where you feel like you need to be nice or guilt trip you, <laughs> intimidate you. Like people are always going to hit try to hit for the human element to get you know a step above you in a business situation. Yeah, but sure. that's also just how business works. So it actually yeah. makes sense to be very of efficient. Yeah, of a lot of those things. Yeah, I mean, like because you know what? Maybe that first price isn't in your price range, and maybe there is some wiggle room. You don't know unless you ask, and that's the other yeah. side of it. Is like. If, if that person didn't ask if I had better rates, you know, I, I don't get offended because it's like, this is how business works. You know, it's like, I'm not mad at you for asking for less, but I'm going to tell you no. And I'm going to tell you why, possibly, you know, like possibly I might tell you why, or I'll just say no, depending on the situation. Working in retail, I always wanted to punch people in the throat when they ask for extra discounts or no tax, etc. Like, no, you don't get a special price for no reason. Yeah, it's like if you're working at Target or something or at Walmart, <laughs> someone's like, come on, man, let me just get this for $2. It's like, yo, I don't own Walmart. <laughs> I don't set these prices, son. Just pay it and leave. I don't give a fuck. Barter economy, Liddy, too. No, I agree. I agree. And hey, that's barter economy. That's actually like my belief. Yeah. Um, is like people knew the value of things the best when nothing had a value. Hmm. When nothing had a value except for the one that you gave it, people knew how much things were worth more than they ever could now. Hmm. So it's like, you know, that guy with the fucking rocks over there that are shiny. Hmm. You want one of those to put in the necklace to give to your girl. You don't really have, there's no dollars. They don't exist. There's no coins. They don't exist. So what do you do? Well, I've got a fucking barrel. I heard this guy's trying to collect water. Yeah. Cool. I'll give him this barrel yeah. and he'll give me this rock. Yeah. And I won't feel slighted and he won't feel slighted because we both got something valuable in exchange for something that was worthless to us. Yeah. People literally don't know the value of anything anymore. <laughs> like, no, they don't. Outside it, of the dollar amount. It, well, it's even a, your time, when you go to a job, your time, your time, your existence, the clicking talk. The mm. clicking, the clicking clock of your life can be applied to money, mm. can be equated to a dollar amount, which is insane. It is, it is, but that that's that's how it is, and it's like who deserves more money for their time, you know, and who doesn't, and it's it's all imaginary. I agree with you, Cartagena. I I, I agree with you. It is imaginary system that we just sort of made up, and that's why like bartering, I think, is the most truest essence of of trade. 
and you know and, and supply and demand that you could that you could ask for but how do you scale it you know how do you scale a bartering system for 350 million people um, you know, without sort of a, uh, I, I don't know, without some sort of currency, I, I wouldn't know how to See, do that. You, you don't need to scale it. At, I don't, I don't get how humans got to the point to where they felt like they needed to Banks. systemize how currency works. Hey, what's up, M Sarge? Welcome in. It, uh, it, it to me just doesn't make any sense. It's never going to make any sense. Um. Yeah, like, well, it's the bank. At any right? point, like, I cannot imagine at any point someone was like, yo, the bartering system sucks. I can only trade <laughs> things I have right. for things I want. Yeah. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. This thing I don't use or this thing it's that all, I make all the time, I don't need it. It's, it's all a power thing, man. It's right. all a power thing. Literally incentives incentivizes debt. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's so crazy about our, our, our monetary system right now is that debt is the currency even as you know this private bank the federal reserve is printing you know all these trillions of dollars and and and, and everyone's sort of noticing how uh, expensive the food's getting eh and how expensive the 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 gas is getting well it's because there's been a private bank flooding our our our, our dollar system with printed made up out of nowhere money pyramid scheme yes indeed and and so that's where we're at right now. There are less yeah, debt-driven man. routes, but also climate change. <laughs> yeah, but also climate change. <laughs> exactly. I just feel like at some point in the world, someone got sick of the fact that you can't control everyone by the same means if mm-hmm. there's no standardization. Yeah. When people have different desires, when people equate different values to things, you can't just say every man gets a horse do this for me. A lot of those men probably don't fucking care about the horse. A lot of those men might be horse farmers. So a person realized that and was like, okay, so we're going to go ahead and put a value on things. We're going to make a currency. We're going to make gold coins. Okay. Every man gets a thousand gold. And with this thousand gold, you can get anything. And without this thousand gold, you'll have nothing. Mm. Yeah. Becomes very easy to control the population that way. Yeah, you have something that they need or that they believe they need. You can appeal to everyone's desire because no matter what, that's something that people need. And that's how, you know, our society is right now. No matter what, no matter who you are, no matter what you believe, like I fucking hate everything about our government, but I have to live in it and I have to operate within it. Yeah. As much as I hate it, I need a dollar. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't believe in it, but I need it at the same time because if I don't have that dollar, my kids starve, I starve. So I need that dollar. Right. It, it's a but reality. I know that the things that led me here to needing that dollar were shitty things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, war really does change everything. Barbarians got people at. Hold on. Let me see what. What are you trying to say? No, it's more war and famine and such. Like everyone says this from comfort, barbarians got people acting different. Humans are just smarter animals and hungry animal will always try to make what it take what it wants. Yeah, I yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh uh like I hear dude and feel the same, but history is wild and why when you see why things are the way they are. Yeah, I, I can kind of see how where you're coming from behind that, Sue, because with a centralized economy and a centralized government, we sort of have this um this this overall this overarching protection that goes out for our citizens 
Supposedly, right? Supposedly, we're supposed to be, we pay our government taxes because we want them to protect us, you know, from, from barbarians. How are you? There's still starvation in the U.S. Yeah. Homelessness in the U.S. Lots. Um, so and a guy can still randomly walk up and shoot you no matter where you are. So it's like, where is that overarching protection except for, for things that aren't within this country, which is another control thing. Hmm. Yeah, I, I there agree. Is no, there but, is no realistic protection of being an American. You can still die like an American at any well, point in I mean, time. Anybody can die anyway. Of course. You know, um, but I don't but think. Yeah, but I it's don't think it's very unlikely that you'll get bombed by a Chinese airplane now because of that overarching protection. That right. overarching protection only protects on the outside and not really within. Well, it's supposed to pe- protect from within the inside, and and like and here's another thing: I don't think that the government is lining up American citizens in by the thousands and just mowing them down with like guns or anything. Like I, I know there's issues with the police nah. and stuff, but but but, but even like, go ahead, please. It's um. God, they're they're fucking us in different ways. They're fucking us exactly. like like yeah. like like Bill Gates is fucking buying up all the farmland. Like why is Bill Gates collect, like buying up all the farmland? I'm not trying to get too woo woo conspiracy theory here, but like it's really weird that you got this guy buying up all the farmland. You have a bunch of farmers who are being subsidized to not grow food right now when we're looking at a shortage, a a, a supply chain shortage. Why are all these things sort of going on right now? Like because there is a certain amount of control that's being that's being forced upon us, and uh, yeah. you we know, had a chicken shortage this year. Chicken shortage. So why is the government allowing tons of illegals to flood in? Why do they give so much money to foreign countries instead of taking care of our own? Exactly. I I I, I agree with that. And the whole illegal thing that's going on right now. I mean that. You know, my family comes from immigrants, so it's like, societal thing. <laughs> you know, like uh, my my family, you know, my my family comes from from so, um, from, from uh, immigration and from Mexico, and but what's going on now, I, I do think is kind of dangerous. Like, I don't have any problem with people coming to this country. That's why I'm here. Oh, Macafer! Oh, Papa Sweet, thank you so much for gift subbing Macafer. I appreciate that. But uh, the the uh, but the problem is with now is that they're just sort of walking over, bringing whatever you know, whatever whatever is going on with them personally. I don't know. I'm not trying to say there's a bunch of drug dealers coming over, but. There, but when you open borders like that, the possibility of anybody with any kind of intentions can come in. Um, and, and so that is dangerous. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with migrate or immigration as long as it's done in a proper way. My, my family did it the proper way. And it's their belief, too, that the other people what? can do it the proper way as well. You know, this is what coming makes... from Mexicans. OK, Mexicans straight from Mexico. They're like, you other Mexicans, you guys can do it the same way that we did. So. Uh, um, just so y'all know where I'm at. Outside of government structure and like societal norms, mm. what makes a person illegal? Ah, well, you come into a border that's not of your own, and that's that. There it is. And yeah. borders are a construct of societal norms, not an actual thing. Like if I were to cross the line between Canada and America, that line's invisible. Right. 
is it not for sure so that's just another that's just another one of those society things it's like you can't come to my country because i said it's such a weird concept it's like if an eagle flies from america to mexico you think a mexican eagle stops him and says yo not fucking with it this is illegal bro (laughs) like you gotta go no, it's such a like humans are such weird creatures, man. Like, I agree, honestly. but but as we are now, borders are important because we need to maintain some kind of security. Of, of as we just said, you know, we pay our government to have this overarching protection, and part of that protection is 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 keeping unwanted um, unwanted <laughs> problematic folks out. And Whoa. and I'm not trying to say, you know, I'm not trying to put a color to that. I'm not trying to put a race to that. I'm just saying that I there mean, are you people. An American, uh, yeah, American fucking, fucking flew off somewhere and got like you're goddamn right, and come back and be an unsavory person. You're so. goddamn right. You're goddamn right. It could be the whitest man so, in the world that shoots up a fucking concert us from the uh, dangers of the outside. Kind of, but the way Sounds it is how, now, like every really fucked up fantasy movie starts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> I but but what's the alternative? I mean, like, what's a workable alternative? Do we have a open border where anybody can just sort of march in with any kind of weapon, with any kind of drug, with any kind of purpose? I mean, what's oh, the alternative? What's a workable alternative? Like that anymore. I'm like, just definitely not. I'm just I'm just curious, you know, like I know I know it, what I'm saying is that it's easy to say that, you know, that this is some human construct and, and we don't understand it. But there oh, is a, there is but a practicality bring that down and it's hard to explain a way to bring that down because that wasn't constructed by just me or one one mm-hmm. one mind. You know, no, it was constructed by hundreds of thousands throughout time. So one man is never going to be able to bring that down no matter how much he agrees with it mm. or disagrees with it. No. Um, could, that's just society changes in a weird way, man. Society changes by the mass. So it's like you need the mass to believe the exact same thing you believe before anything society would ever change. Yeah. Well, it, and, and that's the thing too. I, I don't. I, I don't think that. Let's see, uh, Carter G. It's not the government. It's just the dumbass people that keep supporting and putting up powerful, putting in powerful positions. Right. Like the government itself is made up of 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 bus drivers, of fucking city workers, of fucking of of trash people, of of firefighters. You know. So it's not like every the whole government as a whole is just this worthless piece of shit. The government as a whole has a bunch of really awesome people a part of it but then there's these assholes at the top who are trying to like really put into place things that satisfy um corporate interest and 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 what can we do to control the masses as much as possible and and sort of leading us down the path to sort of trap ourselves which is really interesting is that we are sort of putting ourselves in this weird place where we're sort of calling for more censorship we're like we are the citizens of the free world are calling for more censorship on on facebook more censorship on youtube like have you heard like i played the song have you heard let's go brandon the song I don't no, know if you never heard that song. you never heard Let's Go Brand. Oh, let's just let's just uh, let's just get a little <laughs> bit of this in here because no, because this is a bigger this is a bigger issue actually. So like let's just let's let's hey. listen to this shit. This shit's amazing. Hey.
time As I pull off in the ass time Don't nobody like his ass, huh? Tried to cover up and tell the people, go Brandon <laughs> But we know what they saying, though You can hear the chant in every post Okay, okay, that's enough uh, I'm probably gonna... Moving Dutchman, thank you so much Man, I've been trying... Fucking Manchild Show just fucking ghosted me He just stopped talking to me, so Thank you for, for gift-subbing him, though Being offended is, is a choice it, it is What's the issue? I've never heard um yeah, so I also I also didn't really like ingest any of what the issue was. Of what? That, uh that let's go Brandon song. I don't really You don't know I what don't the issue the issue is that fucking our president's a fucking like a dwindling idiot who fucking <laughs> who who is like leading us literally down the worst path this country could even go for. Listen, I voted for him. All right. I voted for Brandon. I voted for him. Uh I, I voted against the what's his name? Uh, the issue is the left-wing media protect Trader Joe. <laughs> M. Sarge, I love that. <laughs> Listen, I voted for Trader Joe, but um, but but yes, it, that, exactly right. Because the the whole idea is is that we have this whole faction of belief that thinks that we should be um, not able to hear this song. Actually, actually hear this song because YouTube is actually taken this song off of its platform because it says that it's misinformation. So what's happening now is that all these social medias are sort of coming together, censoring what you can and cannot say to the point where they are protecting Joe Biden and Kamala ha uh, Harris. They, they When, when uh, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden's laptop got discovered, which turned out to be true, by the way, the, the New York Post got taken down off of Facebook, Twitter, all across the board because they tried to uh, to just report news about our our president's son who is is you know in bed with you know foreign entities taking money directly for him. Three hundred thirty people and the best we can do with the president. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Fucking the people that we had all these people and Joe Biden who has ended up as as the president. And this is not by this is this is not by. Um, by choice, I feel like this was something that was ran down our throats, something that was, um, <clears throat> uh, if you noticed how Joe Biden, I don't know if you paid attention at all, but like Joe Biden really embraced the Black Lives Matter, like the movement, the protest and, and all that came with it. But as soon as things got a little out of hand, he denounced it. And now they don't talk shit about it. All the promises that Joe, Mo, Joe Biden made, like $15 an hour minimum wages, uh, like fucking uh, health care for all the 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 what was it? The, you know, taking care of people's kids while they're at work. So to say all these things, all these promises. And I know that this is how this is business as usual. This is business as usual. This is how politicians work. But what's happening now is that there is a whole side of this of the spectrum that only gets through and everything else gets censored. There is no other side of the argument. And so what's weird about this song is that it gets taken off of uh, YouTube because it's spreading misinformation and it's just a song. It's just a song of someone expressing how they feel about a situation. Nothing different from what NWA did. Nothing different from what 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 fuck it, what they were doing in the seventies when they're when they're talking about the inner city fucking blues. When Marvin Gaye was talking about the shit he was talking about, is nothing different from that. Other than it's fucked Joe Biden, and now we have a whole fucking system that is protecting Joe Biden 
from a fucking song, which, by the way, is number one on iTunes. Hold on. Let's look at this. Let's look at this article real quick. Uh, Look at this. So (laughs) let's go Brandon rapper Bryson Gray boots Adele out of number one spot with banned anti-Biden song. So let's just go through this uh, real quick, and then we'll sort of talk about it a little bit. Cover Your Ears, President Biden, a controversial new rap song mocking the leader of the free world has rocketed to the top of the iTunes chart. By the way, four versions of the scathing anti-Biden rap, Let's Go Branded, is now in the top 10 on iTunes. You see that on the side there? That's insane. Now... This is how many people are dissatisfied with our president, but you don't hear about this shit because our the system that's in place now only allows one side of the story to go through. Listen, I'm a liberal fucking through and through. I fucking voted for Biden. I voted all Democrat this year because that's what I do. I'm from the fucking Midwest. I grew up poor. I come from a working class family. I believe in a certain ideal and I fucking went through it. Fuck Joe Biden, okay? Fuck him, what he's doing, okay? Like, he is the reason why the Midwest is decimated. He's the reason why our jobs got shipped over. And then fucking, and then the 94 crime bill is what swept up those poor displaced people and put them in fucking prison to work slave labor. So this motherfucker, even though this is what's working against him, I voted for him because the other guy was much more toxic in my mind than yeah. this one. And, oh. and now here we are. His ratings are 20 percentile with independence. Yeah. They blocked the minimum wage, family leave, and any other things that Biden wanted. Bro, that's why Canadians be like, fuck USA. They run the same logic you did. <laughs> hey, but I love the United States. I fucking do. I know that fucking, that sounds weird. I just talk shit, all that shit. But I do believe in the United States. And thank you, M. Sarge. And thank you, Cartagena, for fucking your service for this country. Because fucking, I'm not going to do it. I'm a fucking pussy. I'm not going to go overseas and start shooting at motherfuckers. So thank you. Hats off. I, I appreciate yeah, I you guys. I don't really hate the U.S. I just, I don't know, man. I just kind of hate, like, society as a whole. No, I feel you. People are fucking assholes, man. Yeah, humans are weird. Like that's just kind of the thing with me. Like I just think people are fucking weird. Yeah, Uh, but he can't do all that in a short time. He's been in office. No, I agree with you, Cartagena. But the things that he is doing is only showing his true colors. We're only showing the true colors of how much he's willing to work and fight for what he believes in. And it's not very hard. And through the stuttering and through the cornholio poses and through all the fucking all the fucking misspoken words. I I, I I don't think that he is truly, truly, um, yeah, through dementia. Thank you. I don't think he's uh, really working for us at all. So many people out of work and COVID and homeless, and that won't help us at all. We have an asshole society. It's the American way. It really is. Yeah. It really is. And and I'm not even against that. I'm not even against the asshole-ishness. There's nothing... There's nothing illegal about being an asshole, but you know what is illegal is selling your country out to fucking foreign entities and foreign interests. That's illegal. (laughs) That's illegal as fuck. And I, you know, it's weird because Joe Biden opened the, 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 uh, the, the, uh, the energy grid 
the electrical grid to the Chinese. Uh, there's just all these things that fucking Joe Biden that he did right when he got into office that was really weird and questionable. And when you ask him about it, he's just like, ah, fucking. I don't I don't understand him. Love him or hate him. At least 45 actually did the things he said he would do. Would And let's be fair. That's unusual for a politician. <laughs> You know what? There was a lot of things that he did, but there was a lot of things that he didn't do. And and then there were some things that he did was just more harmful than not. So, look, I'm not hating on Trump supporters or Trump voters. Love you guys. You're still my American brothers and sisters and and non-binary friends. But fuck that guy. I'm sorry. I've been just ranting at you. I'm sorry. Oh, you're okay, man. Surreal, Rob. What? What? How do? You, how does this fall in years, man? Like, what? Well, I mean, if you were gonna have a diss track on on somebody and and they decide to just censor it because they're calling it misinformation, what would that do to you? How would you feel about that? Is this concerning, like specifically, like this level of person, like president level of person? It doesn't matter because it, it starts, but it starts. But here, censored? but wait, it doesn't matter because it starts with a little bit on top, right? So they censor this guy for saying a little bit of misinformation and really it's just fuck Joe Biden. That's really what they don't like about it. And then what's the next thing? Oh, oh, you said something about Kamala? Okay, take them off now too. Oh, you said something about policy? Oh, take them off now. Oh, you said something about God? Take them off now. Oh, you said something about fucking CRT? Take them See, down. That's why I was asking whether it's fe- what level of person it's specified because it varies from person to person. Of if course. If I was to go out here and say, yo, fuck our mayor... Mm-hmm. Not really sure anybody is going to do about it. You know? <laughs> right. But if I was to make a track and say, yo, fuck the president, and it went viral, the government controls the masses. It's as simple as that. So the majority of people who are going to get this content aren't even going to be the ones who support it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the ones who are definitely going to hate it. That's how movements start. <laughs> yeah. You present it to the people who are definitely not fucking with this. And that's how you get that uproar. That's how you get, you know, things like censoring someone to happen. Mm-hmm. You don't put it in front of the people who like it because the people who like it are going to make it spread way too far, way too fast. And you're never going to be able to get it off the Internet. Well, I mean, you put it in front of people who are definitely going to hate it really quick in a hurry. You get censorship. You get cancels. You get, you know, everything that our culture just seems to be about nowadays is just like cancel everyone for everything. Right. And and the problem with canceling everyone for everything is that we are eliminating an, a counter argument to everything. So all that we have through is is, is one side of the story. And so w- when you're talking about a balanced conversation, how often is a balanced conversation uh, it, it is dominated by one side of the story? Like, no, it's two people it's not, talking. Right. But, um, and so like and commands are, though. And it's like, it's really a destruction of opinion within media. Hmm. If there are no opinions, it's no longer a discussion. It's just one person saying what it is. Right. Simple. Yeah. And that's not, and that's not a democracy. That's not a, that's not freedom of choice. That's not freedom. All you're getting is one side of the story. And that's not really, that's not really the full spectrum of what's going on. Right. it's just weird because like for instance this i keep bringing this up but like this lab league theory you know last year they called it you know racist to talk about they called it you know you're racist conspiracy theorists and now it's like well 
Yeah, that's probably what happened. Not only did the lab leak theory happen, but now we find out that fucking they're feeding puppies to sand flies. Puppies. They're fucking feeding puppies the sand flies. The NIH, which is directed by Fauci, or at least something, our fucking fearless leader Fauci, fucking is is experimenting with sand flies on puppies. So, you know, it, it, it's the fact that it's just lie after lie. It's the fact that things are getting covered up. It's, it's just the mounting pile of bullshit is spilling over, and there's no counterbalance to it at all. And if there is a counterbalance, it gets eliminated. It, the, 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 it gets just taken off the Internet or demonetized. Or it, it, what's fucked up is that our government is 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 subsidizing, not subsidizing. They're 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 um, they're they're uh, enforcing this through corporate interests. So they're they're making so they're mandating you through your job, right? So they're not forcing you personally. They're not coming to your house like surreal ramen. Here's the jab, bitch, whether you like it or not. <laughs> but if you work at a major place that has a hundred or more people that work there, then you are forced to fucking get this thing. Same way with these, uh, w- when you have these uh, people who are marching in New York City and Chicago and Seattle, you have firefighters, you have cops who are all marching. You have BLM marching with cops, marching with Trump supporters. Do you realize that? We have BLM marching with Trump supporters and cops and firefighters right now. Fucking... I mean, this is the most together we've ever been is against these mandates. It's like... Bigger fish to fry, man. (laughs) So this is is what I'm saying. It's like there is no opposition. And the fact that BLM is marching with cops and Trump supporters right now, I think that's newsworthy. But you're not going to see that. And I think that's the problem. That's the issue. And it does come down to fucking fuck Joe Biden the song. Because fucking he's just expressing himself. He's fucking he's a voice from the other side. And he's fucking and 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 he's getting silenced, and 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 it's gonna and they're coming for all of us. It's not like it's a, it 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 dwindles down, man. It dwindles down. It, it, and fucking they take away this freedom. It's not like they're gonna give it back. It's a, it's not it's not like they retracted the Patriot Act. You know, after yeah. fucking they made the Patriot Act and they just made the Patriot Act too. Okay, so you know we 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 fucking this is it. You know, they take these fucking rights away and they're reluctant to give it back because why would they want to give back more power to the people when when you have like, you know, these governors who are making their own decisions. And and, and when you look at what's going on in Australia, there's parts of Australia that they consider North Korea now. You can't even like I just saw on the news that someone smuggled someone who was sick in and it was like a fucking manhunt for this person. It was nuts. What is real anymore? Everyone believes the conspiracy theories first. Well, I don't know. <laughs> What's next? Cats and dogs sleeping together. Obama expanded the Patriot. Yeah, I know. To me, everything we know has always translated from something that we thought we knew before. Um, at one point in the world, everyone thought the earth was flat. Not <laughs> just, you know, a couple people, everyone, you know, until someone proved that knowledge different. That's just kind of how the world works. No one ever really fucking knows anything except for, for the amount of time that they know it, you know? Yeah. Like fucking... Someone could wake up tomorrow and be like, yeah, cats fuck dogs. You didn't know? You'd be like, oh, that's new knowledge to me. 
but you won't discount it as being fact because it's just new knowledge to you. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's 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 a weird time, man. It's a weird time to uh, try to 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 expound or, or disseminate or do anything with information. It, it's just all been weaponized, and and even the yeah. people that like you know like alt media people that I like, even they have their own agendas. So they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna tell the news how through their own filter too. And so you got to be really careful. And and I've I've gone down that road where I where I start listening to too many people who might be a little bit too on the other side. Eh, dogs fuck cats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Everyone needs a Google Analytics Academy. I'm with it. Uh, y'all just need stat literacy. <laughs> Oh, thank you, but you know I, I respect that Bob behind that Sue. He, he likes the stats, and I just like to go with the headlines. <laughs> I'm just like, no, this is what's happening. Um, no, you know, I honestly stay away from like media as a whole. Man. <laughs> like, I, it's probably I not just, a bad idea. I I really control what I ingest. Like when yeah. you brought these things up, I would never have known what the fuck they were. Because right. like I don't I don't find myself invest. I feel like people invest too much of themselves in things that don't really concern them on mm. any level that they can affect, at least. You know what? And I agree with that because I sort of had a strong opinion about um, about like uh, like trans in sports and stuff, trans folks. But I'm not I'm not an athlete, and like honestly, I don't really give a fuck. I do think it's kind of weird that you know that 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 women's rights. You know, biological women, and and of course, I'm not trying to say anything bad about trans friends. I love you guys. I love all y'all. You know, men can be pregnant. Okay, I said it. Um, so, but 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 it is strange that you know a woman could work their whole life to get to a certain point just for it to be wiped away by a white guy who who decided late in life that they wanted to transition which god bless them and now they're a woman okay but it does provide a certain benefit being a male in comparison to woman biologically speaking you yes, know men does. have more muscle mass it's just genetics right and and you know that's a big part of what this whole dave Chappelle thing is all about is what he said about it so i'm not gonna go that far okay i'm not gonna say what he said but but there is something to be said about someone who is biologically male who's been lifting weights and 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 training their whole life but but at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck. Let them sort this shit out. You know what? Like let the trans community, let the women sort this shit out. Obviously, we're in a transitional period in our life, in, in the in the world, in everyone's lives. We're in a huge transitional period. Let them figure it the fuck out. What do I care? Why do I want to be? Why do I want to be uh, um, torn apart by people in in in, in angry? I don't, I, I really, and, and I don't really have a cross to bear. Like, I really genuinely don't give a fuck. Like, if, That's if it, exactly why you should just <laughs> but, let your opinion be your opinion. Because when you jump into conversations like that, you have to have a cross to bear and you have to choose a side. You can't just be, oh, I'm in the middle. I have an opinion on this. Hmm. 
But I don't give a fuck. No, they're going to be like, yo, are you Chappelle or are you trans? Which one? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm all for going forward. So if going forward means that we figure out a way where uh, trans women and, 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 and biological women can f- play together in a f- way that's fair, then what the fuck's the problem? What the fuck's I mean, the problem? It's as simple as limiting the sports. Exactly. If, if like there could be weight classes and shit. Like a, physical, a physically considered thing. Then it just comes down to limiting what sports they can play in. Make them play sports that that physical advantage isn't going to be too much more of an advantage mm. over a naturally born woman over a trans woman. You know, right? But like, I'm not a sports person, so I truly just don't give a fuck. Yeah, you I know? really like, don't care. It's not my business, right? And 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 and, and 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 well, making it a separate category could be looked at as segregation, Cartagena. Um, you know, so there, there's being segregated. Huh? Well, it's, it's interesting. Like, like uh, what do you what do you think about these campuses that are making you know um, safe places for POCs where whites are not allowed to be in? I mean, they're allowed to be in there, but they get they get they get sort of you know shamed out and stuff. Do you think that sort of this this idea of uh, of se- re- or resegregating people is, is, is the way to go? Or do you think that, I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious on your opinion. I mean, I feel like segregating people might be the way to go, not based <laughs> off of color. Mm. Not based off of color, because color isn't the, the human issue. I don't think humans know what the human issue is, but... There, there probably should be some separation of certain kinds of people in this world. Not by the color of their skin, though. The color um, of their eyes. The color of their eyes, color of their skin. <laughs> and it's even to say their culture, because culture is a weird thing. Yeah. Culture is a weird thing, and it's a thing that people tend to covet now. But the whole point of culture and culture even existing is because people didn't covet shit. Yeah. This guy in Egypt knew how to build stone walls. He passed that knowledge over to someone who took it to Europe. Yeah. You know, that's culture. That's real culture is the passing of knowledge, the passing of values, beliefs through not a singular race, but just through the world. Hmm. But now it's like people really covet their culture. And I think that's what it boils down to with the segregation thing at the colleges more than it boils down to the color Hmm. because black culture differs from white culture. Yeah, for sure. The, and, and that's a reality, you know, that that's definitely a reality that, that people need to sort of come to understand. But I, I, I'm just not sure, you know, like I like the idea that there's a place for people to go where if they feel like they just need to be pe- around people, you know, like-minded or like them, yeah. that that's great. But, but then it's also like, please. you don't really have the perspective of being one of those students attending that college. So mm-hmm. it's not... It's not like you could ever say what the white population that they experience yeah. is like there. Yeah, it's like sure. you know me, you and me conversating. You know what Toledo, Ohio is like. You know what the culture, the the population here is like. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say that about another place because someone who looks like you might not be so friendly to someone who looks like me for if sure. we were elsewhere. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, no, for sure, for but, sure. Like those are just all things that you can never put. You can never put in enough variables into perspective. Uh, even understand like like no one can like it's it's so many things are such a person to person or group of people to group of people basis that like 
there's no way to make an understanding of it without being one of those people. Yeah. You know, there's no way to take offense to that situation without being white. Hmm. There's no way, which I won't even say there's no way, because that's also another thing where like the weird coveting of culture comes in people of other races being vastly interested in knowing and understanding what other cultures have done, have had to offer are denied that because you're a white person or you're like any race, you know, you are a different race wanting to know more about a race. So now you're appropriating Mm. that race. Right. Because the race or the culture is covenant. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say like what any of those people truly feel without being on either side of that fence post with those people. You know, you're not mm-hmm. the college, the white college student attending, you know, that school who's offended. Yeah. And you're not the black college student there who feels threatened. You know, so you can't you can never really say, you know, how these things come about, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It- you know, like I, I, I like the idea of that um, that music and art has been one of those great, you know, uh, great binders over the years. Music and art has been one of the things that pushed and pro- progress forward. When you think about the the yeah. the, you know, you think about the the movements in the '60s, like the, how much did the art and the movements, you know, come together? The civil rights and the hippie movement music and culture came together to sort of push forward these new ideas and these, these, you know, and to push forward policy. And so, and so what we have here is musicians have always, musicians and artists, but musicians especially have always sort of crossed and broke barriers. Whereas like, you know, back in the swing days and jazz era, you know, Benny Goodman, artists like Benny Goodman, who was, who was a Jewish man from, from uh, Brooklyn, I think, uh, who, who decided to take, uh, a, a black piano player and a black uh, percussionist out with them in a, in a world that uh, didn't accept that very often. And so what all throughout art and the history of art, white, black, Mexican, yellow, you know, everybody has always found this, this, this place with art together. And it's always been this binding force. And it's always been this thing that cross cultures. We've always shared cultures. When you're in a band with somebody, no one gives a fuck about what color skin you are. They just care if you can play. And, and, right. and I know that from experience and, and this is, so the idea that, uh, that like music is being appropriated and it's like we've been cross-culturing that's what america's been this whole time we've been cross-pollinating this whole time so i'm not really big on the whole idea of like you know this is my music this is your music you stay over here you stay here you'll stay there segregation thing kind of is weird but i i I don't i'm not trying to you know and, and i liked your point where it's like you know you can never know what that culture is so how can you even really speak on it i don't think you can stand against it i don't think you can stand with it like, but but i do see the bigger picture the natural, of, the natural there's three op there's three options presented on the table right now between the two of us there's mm-hmm. three options i could as a black person say that i'm with it mm-hmm. because i'm black mm-hmm. not because i actually give a fuck because i don't go to that college right you as a white person could say that you're either with it because you're a black ally or that you're not, which doesn't seem like 
a great option. It's not a great option. Because it automatically makes you what? <laughs> yeah. Racist in the eyes of most people. Whether yeah. you just simply aren't with it because you dove into like the school records and you're like, yo, this thing's gonna cost about ten billion dollars. I don't think that's fucking lit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No one's ever gonna care enough to get that opinion from you. They're gonna say he's white, he doesn't agree. Racist with the black culture thing. <laughs> Racist. Get him out of here. Yeah, for sure. You know? Like so what's the know, third? Man. What's the third thing then? Oh, those were the three things. Oh, okay. Oh, my like, yeah, like, oh, you had two options. I only have the one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I see. I see. What you're... you know. Well, but no, I but that's say, not true because. I can say. But. I, I, I mean, I guess I had the other option of saying that right. I'm not with it. Which would be, but, but what would you get in return? What would happen to you? What would be the backlash if you were to say if you didn't stick with that I, I, idea that 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 safe? Absolutely nothing. Well, that's not true necessarily because when you have it's vastly true. People will ask me why. Mm-hmm. You know why they'll ask me why? Why? Because I didn't agree with the black side. They're not going to ask me why I agreed with the black side ever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Right. First assumption. Skin looks like mine. Right. He's on my side. If I say no, they're going to ask me why. Right. See, I get presented with that opportunity to mm, give them an opinion. I got why? you. You won't. <laughs> you will not. <laughs> you say yes but that's not... or you say no. And that's the end of story for you well, either way it goes. Well, I if suppose. you say yes. Actually, if you say yes, people might also ask you why. Well, yeah. I mean, like, what what's his ult- ally to this culture, you know? Right. right. But if you say no, no one's going to care why. You're white. You right. said no to a black thing. You're racist. <laughs> you suck. Get out of here. Black man, if I say yes, no one's going to ask me why. I'm a black man who agreed with a black thing. Well, but if I say no, they're going to ask me why. I right. get that chance. Or criticized. Yeah. Or criticized to explain myself. Yeah, I but I think that gets presented in a lot of situations to a lot of people of lighter skin tones. I would agree with that, but I don't know. I, I know, you know, just just from us talking that you, you're sort of out of the, you know, the news cycle, because which is God bless you, sir. <laughs> you know, yeah. stay out of that I shit. Just, it's garbage. But but I don't it, even manage my own social media <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> so so but like what happened in, in California, um, you know, with this uh, recall election, we had a black candidate who was on the conservative side running against a white guy who's been in position, who's done a terrible job throughout the whole pandemic and no one likes him. And that's why he was being recalled. But what ended up happening was that they said that this black man who doesn't agree with this white Democrat was a white supremacist and even went to as far as a white woman put on a gorilla, a monkey hat or monkey mask and threw eggs at him and assaulted this man, did not get arrested at all. So, uh, and plus he took a lot of shit from the black community as well. So, what I'm 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 gonna go as far as to say is that if you disagree with that that you could end up being canceled even you know because this dude was technically canceled for having an opinion that that yeah. it wasn't shared among the black community. You can be canceled as, for any opinion. Of nowadays. course, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, what I'm saying is that. I don't think that you're is I don't think you're as any safe as I am if you agree if you disagree on certain 
on certain subjects because now they are turned. Look at Dave Chappelle. They don't give a fuck that he's a black man who's dealt with all the things that come with being a black male in the United States. All they cared about is that they fucking made the trans community cry. And so now fucking he's got to go. And they're going to be as racist as fuck. Like the, you have white people. Like I have a friend who is a black conservative and he goes around saying things like, I don't mind being called an Uncle Tom, which is going to cause some, you know, some, <laughs> something. See, but that's, that's a whole different but side. What I'm of saying scale it, but what black, I'm saying, you know? oh, I know, I know. But, but but if you were to disagree with something, that's a very bad idea. I'm just saying, though, it doesn't matter, you know, if, if you are black, I think that you can be canceled just as much as me if you don't go along with the group think. And, and I, I definitely still think I have a little bit more. I agree. I totally I feel agree. Like you have instant death. Right. If you say no, instant death. Well, look, I Dave feel Chappelle like I have was a instant death. More leeway. I have a little bit I, more wiggle room. Maybe, maybe though. It's gonna take. It's gonna take me saying no to this. And ten other racist seeming things. You're right about that shit. You only get the one. <laughs> okay, so this sort of leads me to this idea. Uh, I know we've spent a lot of time on this, but like, um, you know, th this is important to me, and I know I bring this. Ice Cube can't afford to be turned down nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ice Cube just turned down $9 million for an upcoming role because he's not going to get vaxxed. There you go, baby. Oh, he's your friend now. <laughs> uh, the issues were more straightforward back then. The issues were more straightforward because people were hella uniformed. Yeah, I mean, we just all split off into our own different fucking factions, you know? Like, yeah. we're just, everyone's in their own. It's a very, very strong thing now. But That's why it's also a perspective thing because it's like, that issue between race and being canceled only applies outside looking in because people who know you are going to ask you about your opinion every time, yeah. no yeah. matter be what. Like, Why do you say that? But yeah, but right, because they know your actual character. Right. People who just see you on a, you know, from a whole different standpoint, don't know who you are, you know? Right. They just know what you look like, or they know, like this, you know, your outward beliefs. This cracker-ass motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! All right, so Gosh. I wanted to take it here, So and then, and then I want to talk about what you got going on. Oh, we got to do a spooky story, too. Uh, I'm Othello. sorry, I know that was out. So, Othello's a book, isn't it? Uh, it was a Shakespeare play. So, a black face of sh Othello shocks and a professor retreats from class. Now, this was originally a New York Times thing, but... I I don't have a New York Times uh, subscription, but I read the article from New York Times, and I uh, and this article, World Nation, wherever, is pretty much just a copy and paste of it. So we'll read through here and uh, and go through here. So let's just read through here. Uh, of course, facing criticism from uh, wait a second, hold on, is that right? Of course, facing criticism from my wrong decision here as a professor is nothing like the experience many Chinese professors faced during the Cultural Revolution. He wrote. But it seems uncomfortable that we live in an age where people may try to destroy the careers and reputations of others with public um, condemnation. I'm not too old to learn, and this mistake taught me a lot. Professor Sheng, who joined Michigan faculty in 1995 and holds the title of the Leonard Bernstein Distinguished uh, University Professor, the highest rank in the faculty, was born in Shanghai in 1955. As a teenager during the Cultural Revolution, to avoid being sent to a farm to be re-educated, he auditioned for an officially sanctioned folk music ensemble and went on uh, went to a remote village near a Tibetan border. The area was sent to uh, biography. Okay, blah, blah, blah. After university, okay, hold, let me see what's... Um, 
So, so this is what happened. The Olivier film uh, was controversial even when it was new. So, this, so what happened was is that this college professor, this guy right here, um, Bright Shang, he showed Othello the original the original movie version with Sir Lawrence Olivier, where Sir Lawrence Olivier, who is white as fuck. Has blackface on. This was made in the '60s, I think. This movie was made in the '60s. So what ended up happening is that he showed this film, and um, by the time um, by the time the film was over, he was already uh, the the ball was already rolling for him to get canceled. And so the reason why he presented this movie was because he was teaching a composition. Uh, uh, class and he was teaching composition of music. He's a music teacher. This guy is a two-time Pulitzer Prize uh, nominee and and he escaped the Cultural Revolution of China back in the mid-60s. Are you familiar with the Cultural Revolution, Surreal Raman? Do you know what happened in the mid in the mid-60s in China? Well, let me educate you a little bit, and I'm pretty sure I'm. My life and predates my own personal history. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. So this is this is what happened. All right, like um, back in the mid 1960s, they decide uh, the wife. I can't remember her name. I think it's like Ching. Well, the wife of Chairman Mao decide. Oh, it's uh, uh, Ching uh, Jing Ching was her name. Um, was one of the many wives of Chairman Mao, <clears throat> who was a communist leader of the CCP. And they decided to go through and rewrite cultural history, meaning anything that has to do with capitalism, anything that has to do with outside interference with the Chinese government, anything that draws away from communism. And so what ended up happening is that they, the government radicalized the youth in colleges, which the youth then revolted against professors teaching communist things, whatever they deemed to be communist. And, 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 and I mean, it led to beatings and murders. And I mean, this whole situation was, was just terrible. And, and, and it set China back culturally, uh, culturally a long time. And I mean, anyways, so this guy survived that. This teacher survived that um, by learning traditional music and not getting sent to re-education farms. Um, just to get fired from the University of Michigan for showing Othello so many years later and being uh, uh, persecuted as a, you know, a white supremacist uh, putting, uh, you know, uh, spreading white supremacists. See, this is what I mean. I, I just, I, now I'm just curious, where do you sit with this? I mean, would you be like, if you were a student in that class and they were showing a blackface movie, but you guys were learning about the music of it, would you be offended? And, and you know, I'm not I'm not trying to. I would not be offended because I have that human understanding. And I definitely have that human understanding Gosh. of inspiration being a musician, you know. Um, but even on the base level of this being, you know, a Chinese man showing a blackface movie. It's that's just so stupid. That's <laughs> such a stupid thing. It's a stupid so thing to someone's life about mm. because he didn't get that chance to say, yo, this is why I showed this version of Othello. This is why I did this. This is why I did that. They didn't give him that chance. They said, yo, you showed something with blackface. You're canceled. Yeah. Which is just insane. Like, I feel like 
people who are racist or people who are on like doing racist shit just outright, you can read that off them pretty pretty easily for the most part. I don't think I've ever seen a person who was hard to read, whether they were racist or indifferent to other races or not racist. I think I can read that pretty well on most people. Yeah. And I feel like most people should be able to read that well off of most people. Like if you if you've caught this dude, you know, slanging the N-word around students, he's got some fucking you know, you can tell if someone is racist before they do something racist. Yeah, I mean, overtly, but there are people out there who say some really ignorant shit and they might not even realize what they're doing. You know, like, you know, you're you're really attractive oh, for a black me. man, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. You know, that's some rude shit, but I don't think it's career-ending shit, but I do think that that leaves room for a learning moment. Honestly, instead of being I mad... Mean, even and that, even that, oh my God, even that's such a stupid thing to get mad at someone about. Because you can put into perspective that that person may just not be attracted to black men. You change that opinion within that person. Yeah, It's not a racist thing. And you can apply that same statement to someone's weight. Oh, you're pretty hot for a fat chick. <laughs> yeah, right. Like. People just well, I people mean, are nitpicky about the stupidest things. I agree, I agree, but there is that's a, why I stay like man. But language is got my lane, and I keep everything else outside of it. Like <laughs> it's just not my fucking business. No, I understand. I walk my line. I know like where my morals stand. I know the kind of person I am, and the people within my world know the kind of person I am. Yeah, and I leave it at that. You know, I don't think I have to prove myself to anybody about anything in any situation. Like, I am who I am, whether you like it or not. You know, my opinion is still going to be my opinion, mm. you know, at all points in time. Yeah. yeah. I can, I can like, be respectful to you and no longer share it if it's something that you're not comfortable with. Mm. But at the end of the day, I'm still that person who said whatever the hell I said. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and like, I, I understand, too, also the other side of of the coin is like you have white people being in a position of power and domination for so long and, and i can see how you know pocs fucking like they just want their time in the sun you know and and, and that's fine too but like what's happening is that it, it's sort of like going it, it's sort of being pushed forward while pushing you know white people to the side which you know, I'm not trying to stick up for white people, but I'm sticking up for people is what I'm doing. I'm saying, fuck it. You know, when you displace white people, that's only going to create more resentment because most white people aren't being like, damn it, I can't stand them Mexicans. You know, most white people are not that way. So just put every white person in that classification of goddamn Mexicans, you know, like I think is, is, is detrimental. You know, there was this case, I think, in, was it in Virginia, where there was this a teacher who got fired from a job and was replaced by a woman and a black woman purely because he was a white male and they wanted more diversity. And he just won the case that that was discrimination. And so, like, what's happening is that it's kind of going too far. And when I'm saying that uh, when you're silencing the opposition... That's kind of what I'm talking about is like you got certain situations where fuck it. And I know people are saying, oh, poor white people. Oh, poor white people fucking have to eat a little shit. See, I honestly feel like most people are indifferent to race. Yes. So they're given a reason not to be. I agree. Situations like this. No one ever thought 
racist Asian man before <laughs> that Asian man gave them a reason to think so. And that's really how it works in most people's mind is that they're very indifferent to racial issues until they have a reason to be. Like the Black Lives Matter movement, massive fucking movement. But a massive movement contained that contains a lot of people who were silent during way bigger issues going on in the world concerning the exact same topic, mm. you know? Oh, yeah. So at one point in time, they formed a reason to have an opinion, whether it be an extremist one, which a lot of times it is, but that's also applies to a lot of the groups nowadays. It's just like, they're, there are like levels to this shit, man. Like there are people who are on the right path and supporting their group, whether it be like trans lives, black lives matters, even police lives, you know, whatever you're supporting. And then there's always that extremist level. And that extremist level is kind of the ones who do the things like this, who need to segregate their race from another race because I just really love my race. But there's a subtext of hating or disliking or feeling uncomfortable there's a subtext of racism mm. underneath the same thing you know or i'm trans and i want to separate away from all non-trans people i only want to hang out with non-binary people there's a subtext of disdain dislike distaste racism or not i guess in that case not racism sexism whatever whatever category that would fall into but there's always there's always an undertone of negativity and anything positive that most people are trying to do nowadays, because you have to have an enemy to fight. If you're going to fight a war, Yeah, it's really just like that simple. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't fight a peaceful war. Like this isn't the hippie days. You can't put flowers and guns and be like, well, you believe your thing and you stay over there and I'll believe my thing and I'll be over here. No, you have to destroy what it is you're opposing. You just have to. What's up, turd three third? I see you. I see. I see you doing things over there. I see you. I'm not sure where you're coming from, third, but uh, you know this. That is pure psychopathic politics. I'm just not sure on what point you're 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 uh, you're you're referencing, bud. But welcome. <laughs> He's like all of them. All of them, motherfucker. Okay, so um, <laughs> let's do a spooky story, and then let's talk about what you're doing now because uh, um, I'm, I'm really sure. interested. Uh, so so uh we'll start with uh surreal ramen i know surreal ramen had a, a it was a quick but uh spooky story so go ahead let's get spooky i don't even say it's spooky it's more so weird and this story came to mind just ironically after you told me i needed to have a spooky story because the person that the story concerns contacted me recently okay and i was like oh this just makes perfect sense i'll tell this story all right so this story is called Ghosts wear socks. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me turn this down. All right, go ahead. Ghosts wear socks. I thoroughly believe this. If you ever wonder where your disappeared socks have gone, fucking stolen by ghosts. I guarantee it. All right. So a while back, who the hell? A while back. Okay. A while back, talking to this girl online. She's like, yo, come over, you know, hang out. And I'm like, okay, sure, cool, whatever. So I go over to her house, hang out. She's one of those fucking no shoes on the carpet people. I don't really like those people. Um, <laughs> oh, dude, shoes on the carpet is gross. Have you ever seen like a Petri dish of like the shit that comes off? Like a Petri grit dish growth of what comes off the bottom of your shoe? 
It's fucking gross, yeah. bro. It's fucking gross. But anyways, so, please. Taking off shoes is such a hassle. But either I way, agree. take off my shoes. We're watching some fucking shit on her TV, just kind of hanging out. And like, she's like, you can crash if you want. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I don't sleep with socks. Like, that's probably the first thing I'll do when I get in bed. It's like, socks have to come off. I don't know why they're uncomfortable under a blanket. Maybe it's the double layers. I don't know. But socks got to come off. So she's joking around. She's like, I have a ghost in my house. And I'm like, that's cool. You know? And she's like, he takes socks. And like me just kind of thinking this is like a, a cutesy girl thing. I was like, oh, normally girls take hoodies. But if you want to steal my socks, be a weirdo, I guess. You know, <laughs> like what the fuck ever. She's like, no, like seriously, keep track of your socks. So I'm like, whatever. Like I just kick my socks off all fucking willy nilly like I do when I'm at home. And I wake up the next day. I cannot find my socks. I cannot find my socks. So I'm just like, you know, obviously I'm like, I definitely kicked them, you know, towards the end of the bed, you know, on the floor somewhere. They've got to be somewhere. Can't find the socks. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to leave. You know, I was like, maybe she hid them. Maybe she thought it was a funny fucking joke. The entire time, like, I'm thinking this girl might just be a little, little fucking weird. (laughs) She was not. (laughs) So she, or maybe she is. And that's where all my socks are. But either way, the same process repeats a bunch of times, a bunch of times. And like one day she leaves me at her house, you know, by myself. And this is like after like four times of hanging out and I'm four pairs of socks down, man. Socks are expensive. I'm like, yo, I need, (laughs) need my socks back. And like, I'm looking through this chick's house and cannot find the fucking socks anywhere. Um, that's pretty much the gist of my story, but that girl contacted <laughs> me recently and I'm like, yo, did you ever find those socks? So <laughs> haven't found the socks, man. So I thoroughly believe that she had a ghost and he was digging my socks, man. Well, maybe you got a good taste in socks. You got a good taste. I just in wear socks. like black socks, man. Hey, <laughs> hey. Standard ass socks. Good sex makes you put up with sock ghost chicks. <laughs> That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying, bro. Yo, the, the, it was good. What do you want me from me? It's like she, that's what I'm saying, because after the first time and your socks go missing, and this chick's like, I don't have your socks. You're either like, yo, you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> or, yo, you might have a ghost. Either way, you're supposed to not come back. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, you still make each visit just special. Just just fantastic. So. so that was the only weirdness going down was like I did like not being able to find my socks the next day. Dude, um <laughs> for the longest time I thought she was fucking with me, but I actually like after speaking to her recently, I believe her. Mm-hmm. I believe her that she wasn't fucking with this, me. That's why I was like, yo, this is the story I'm going to tell about all my goes. fallen sock homies. <laughs> all the sock homies. <laughs> Man, uh, that well, that that you're right. That that was a. I mean, you you did a great job telling that story. I gotta say, I. I but but that was a. That was a. That was a. That left me hanging there, buddy. I just really was hoping that you'd you'd see like your socks like in a like a weird pile and like these weird like cross shapes or something. It's like I came home and all my socks were in the middle of the floor. It was a, imagine if you found a treasure chest full of socks in the attic. <laughs> Bro, what? <laughs> or what if what? Yeah, what if she like broke into your house like years from now and like just put all those socks back 
And I just come. <laughs> whoa, that would be fucking wild. That'd be so awesome. See, I, I didn't want to just... fictionalize my story, though, man. I just wanted to tell it how it was. No, 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 no. I didn't. I, 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 I could have given you. I could have given you a banger. <laughs> like... <laughs> I could have given you a banger. No, my my uncle. I used to. Uh, me and my family used to live in this fucked up house. Um, it's fucked up only because it's like in the hood and it's and it's like decrepit. Um, but but I mean, whatever. I've lived in the hood several times. It's not that bad. People fucking freak out, but it's not that bad. Uh, the 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 but the house itself was fucked up and old, and that's why it was that's why it was a fucked up house. Uh, but my uncle, he used to uh, he used to I used to go and. Um, he would babysit me in the summer sometimes, and we'd go there and and, and I'd hang out with him. And he would and he would start drinking his black velvet. She's sniffing your socks right now. Shut up, Carter. <laughs> like, oh, it's surreal. Oh, it's surreal. He notices me. Keep looking now, and he's wondering what's going on. <laughs> like what's happening? But it's uh, but he used to he used to like stop in the middle of what he was saying, and he would just sort of look up into the stairwell because the living room the way it was facing would face the stairwell to the second floor and so he would just stop and his eyes would get all like focused in and then you would and then you'd point and he'd be like hey do you, do you see that lady on the stairs and i would as a kid you're just like frozen i'm just like and i grew up like catholic too so like I fear like I fear Jesus. I fear like bloody white Jesus on the cross, you know, like and, and there was and and he was he was this tall white dude and he was married to this short little Mexican lady. So there was like all these like crucifix all around the house and it's just like just Mexicans are weird with the cross and shit. They they want to put like a big nasty bloody cross over the dinner table so every time you eat you could see the sacrifice that our Lord and Savior did for us while you're trying to eat food in the blood anyways anyways anyway as a catholic this shit is deeply ingrained into my soul the the idea of poltergeist ghosts and all that shit so i'm just in there frozen and he's just like yeah she comes she she's walking down the stairs and i'm just like i didn't you know i just sat there and and then he would just stop and then he would just like like he was talking to her and now Look, my uncle was in World War II. He was also in the Korean War. He was also an alcoholic. <laughs> so, but he was surrounded by a lot of death, and that's but the he portal. Was, yeah, and that's he the was portal to the ghost right there. Man. And, and he said he would always see like um like an old guy in the hallway. And so like my family ended up moving into that house after you know after years after he died, we ended up moving into that house. And I just remember having every time I'd go up those stairs, every and I was like. I was like in I was in high school by then, but I was still so scared. I'd be in the shower just thinking like, oh god. Like for the years I think we only lived there for a couple years, but in those couple years, like I just was terrified of that house. And it was probably just some like ramblings of some old drunk guy. Or he killed a lot of Nazis and he was haunted, you know? <laughs> so he did tell me this story once about how he was in this burning building. No. He was in this hand-to-hand. -hand, he was in a street fight, a street battle, and he and, and it got taken into a house, and it was just him against a, a Nazi, and for some reason they ended up in somehow struggling, and he got the better of the Nazi, and he ended up fucking somehow nailing 
the Nazi's balls to the floor, okay? However he did this, nailed the, ball, the, the balls of the Nazi to the floor, and then lit the building on fire and left a knife. And so the decision was, do you cut your balls off or do you burn to death? And so that was my grand. That was my uncle. <laughs> God, what a savage! He was a boss. What do you mean? Savage, <laughs> son. Savage. What a savage. Yo, I mean, crazy. I got. It's just you know, World War Two was a fucking crazy fucking war, man. That was like the last real war, you know, like that wasn't completely just fabricated for money, you know. Like I think I don't know. Was the World War II was no because World War II we were prodded, but we knew about the attack coming, but we did nothing about it because and there's ideas that we yeah. knew about the attack, we did nothing about it because there was interest of going to war with with uh, with Europe so or with Germany. What's so weird to me about wars now is that like throughout time humans have somehow gained compassion for their enemies. Like, you don't want a mustard gas. You hurt these people in the most painful way possible. Like, you're going to shoot them and kill them anyways. Like, why do you need that level of compassion when it comes to war? Well, because, you know, we're still... It's self-concern. It's self-concern. Yo, I also don't want to be mustard gas. So how about we say... No mustard gas. This is like fighting someone. Like, yo, no face punches. (laughs) I mean, yeah, no face punches. Nothing to the you know, face. In the face. So we just don't face punch each other, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're slap boxing. Same thing with like war. It's like, yo, no flamethrowers. There you go. So there were multiple no attacks. Gas, we you entered. know, no chemical warfare. Well, you would like to think that, but then you have other countries who are just going to make their own decisions, right? Like you. Yeah, would, yeah, yeah. Some people just don't give a shit. Yeah, I some mean, like some. Just- some countries aren't supposed to have nuclear nuclear warheads, or I don't know if not supposed to, but like you know, countries end up with this shit all the time. North Korea got themselves some some nuclear warheads. You know, China's got some. I think the only thing is that we just have the most. I think that's it. Yeah. But we did, but we did get shot, which was really weird, and I and I feel like it's kind of a psyop thing. Uh, is that they sort of talked about the Chinese has this new technology called the hyper missile, where it can go like like 20,000 miles an hour and so like they could technically like shoot the missile go up into the atmosphere and come down and hit a specific target in the United States without us even knowing about it or being able to track it or stop it and um, for whatever reason the United States came out and admitted we had no idea this was happening we had no idea but it's okay because I'm pretty sure those spaceships are just our technology you know all the UFOs that's been being seen Pretty sure that's just like, technology. I don't think anyone's aiming to like launch a small scale attack on the U.S. I think if anyone was to ever attack the U.S., it's going to be like a full country assault. Because if you don't, then the U.S. has time to retaliate, and the retaliation is going to destroy pretty much any other country. And 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 we have the, the firepower world. to do so. Yeah, and it's. So uh, I think yeah, it would take it would take it would take people banding together and being like, "Yo, we're all just gonna." Like Russia, try to, try North to, Korea, try to rush them real quick, but like like uh, Russia, North Korea, and China, like that. What they're doing right now, they're they're all gathering their resources together. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, you we have the left side. You get the right side. I'll get the front. Everybody rush same time. I mean, the good thing is that America is 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 in a is in a good spot. Just you know, um, 
you know geographically, geographically yeah. we're in a good spot Mach 5 and they've been testing since 2004 we knew well then why did we say no and why no they said the hyper missiles it's not Mach 5 this is beyond Mach 5 and why would they say they didn't know that's silly um uh, uh okay so we have a would you rather which is would you rather filthy edition and then uh okay so let me get a good one um let me see <laughs> okay okay here we go surreal ramen would you rather see your genitals as a police sketch in the evening news or have kids come to your house on halloween dressed as autonomically correct version of your genitals right down to that weird mole you have. So would you rather see your your junk in the news or would you rather have kids dress up as your junk come to your door? For for sake of not getting canceled, we're going to go ahead and say in the news because see my junk on kids just doesn't doesn't ring the right bell. That does not. (laughs) Is faster. So definitely than... on the news. I mean, I'm not insecure about my junk. So I mean, that's the story <laughs> everyone else. Put that shit on TV, son. <laughs> Put some respect on that junk. <laughs> my OnlyFans link is. Oh, let me stop. Why did you mute? Wait, is it ten minutes past? Why did you mute obvious and public facts? What are you talking about, bro? Dude, you came in here just like trying to start shit or what? Like, like I would. I have no problem if you if you don't agree with me, third or turd. That's cool. I don't care. That's what this place is for. But I have no idea what you're referencing. You're just like saying random shit. Random things. You're just like <laughs> I get it. You're against the jab. You you're you're afraid of Antifa or whatever. But but like shit, man. I have to know you got muted. Oh oh, I see. You might have gotten blocked. <laughs> I see. Our mods might have. Okay. Whatever. Well, you know what? You might have said something that pissed off our mod. That's what happens, turd. It happens. But nothing personal. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just. I wish you would explain yourself better. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Ban that fuck. Ban turd. Fuck you, turd. Go to fucking eat shit. Um. Call my fucking mod that you stupid fuck. Um. Now I gotta ban you, bitch! Did he hear what I said? Because I want to make sure that they heard what I said first. <laughs> make sure they hear that fuck you, turd. Eat shit. Alright, so. We have a baby, inter- we got a baby Yoda interview. We are, we are, we are, mo- let, let's, um, we're going to do the baby Yoda interview, but I really do want to talk about the things you got going on right now. And I'm going to kill the scary sounds in the background. So let's talk about what, what uh, I, you have, a you, you, you got the, the brand going on, right? Like you have uh, right. ramen's world brand. L- l- tell me about this, man. I, I'm fucking All interested. Right. So like, you know, that I'm part of manifest LLC. Um, um, Knight actually manages me as an artist as well. Um, he recommended that I should uh, kind of do more of an over-encompassing brand with the things that I do rather than splitting them out individually because I used to just kind of split my things up individually. Like I was Surreal Ramen the Rapper and then I was Surreal Ramen Imogene and then I was going to be Ramen's World for 
you know, the show I'm shooting, it, it just kind of like branched off into too many things and too many names, honestly, to relate to one person. Right. So Ramen's World is the brand kind of just becomes a thing that's overarching as me as a whole, you know, so it overarchs into Surreal Ramen as the artist. It overarchs into Surreal Ramen as the businessman. It's Surreal Ramen as the director, you know, it just kind of something that I'm looking forward to doing within like this next year's OLC Surreal Ramen or not Surreal Ramen, but Ramen's World as an over encompassing thing to everything I do from like, you know, this next year forward. Right. Um. So what does that entail? Tell us what that entails. Um, so I I do a lot of things. You've seen someone throw in the chat earlier some fucking red Fago barbecue sauce. <laughs> That's just that. Um, so it's like, you know, I tend to delve into a lot of different lanes. Um, that what, what rebranding myself as like Ramen's World as a brand really means to me is kind of cutting down and specifying what directions I'm headed outside of, you know, just being a musical artist. Um, I actually got my beat stars started this year as well. So like I'm actually been producing and, you know, trying to sell beats. That was a big branch out for me. Um, my digital art, I've actually done very well in my digital art business this year. Um, when I originally started, I really wanted it to be like my main focus because I just realized like if I just made the right moves every day, it's easy to make like hundreds of dollars every day. And like that could have been my nine to five. Mm. But Music is just like where my heart's at. Like, music where my heart is at, and like digital art makes me money. So, you know, I have to focus on where my heart's at. Um, a lot of these ideas just came from like trying to get myself more into a business format rather than like just an individual. Which I mean, I'll be an individual within even being in that LLC, but it allows me to move in a different way. Um. So it kind of just trims things down to like my services, which will be, you know, well, which are selling beats, selling digital art. I actually just started making custom Pokemon cards. Oh, shut up. Yeah, man. So like I'm, I'm putting, I'm putting, you want, oh, fucking, I put Jack Torrance from The Shining on a Pokemon card, a Jack Torrance Pokemon card. Fire. Where you go? Love it. That's but like, yeah, dope. I'm just kind of doing this custom Pokemon dude. card thing. It's um dude, surreal. It's actually well, something dude. Wait. I feel like I feel like you would do okay on Twitch if you took your art, your digital art, your music. Like you could do something where you, I, I think you could do something on Twitch with that because there's artists all around. People love Poker Man on this fucking platform. There's Poker fucking Man. it's full <laughs> of fucking nerds. So like you, it's right up your alley. I think that fucking uh I think you would do all right, man. And I don't mean to call you a nerd in a bad way. I'm a nerd too. I just no, I'm definitely a nerd now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I wasn't wasn't trying to shit out you in any way because i'm definitely a fucking nerd but 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 i mean like i'm not a poker man nerd so it's fucking uh i i really do think that fucking that maybe you could do something i mean because there's rappers on this this uh this platform there's there's this dude named the the dapper rapper this this uh cuban dude from miami fucking murders and and like he's a he's a twitch partner does fucking great on this platform he, uh, Isn't like wasn't Harry Mack like a Twitch rapper? He still is, man. He still, still is. is Mike Harry Shinoda, Mack. 
Dude, Mike yeah. Shinoda is Harry Mack is a big uh, Twitch artist. Yeah, Mike like Shinoda. My two experiences with using Twitch have been both of our interviews. Outside right. of that, I've never really yeah. used Twitch. I'm telling Actually, you, I think I might have. I might have Twitch stream a performance for my homie press plays. Yeah, um, was that soon? Yeah, it might have been Twitch. I think I might have Twitch. Twitch stream a performance for yeah. my homie press plays um Riley Fest last year. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right because I think I've seen that. Um, yeah, he was he was just he had his phone out and he's he's, he's Twitch. I don't know, man. It's something to consider, but but just because uh, just because like all the things you do fit really perfectly into the into this realm yeah. where it's like you do I mean, digital art, you do music, you produce. I mean, all these things. Are, are big draws, but I mean, it's a lot of work and a lot of time, but it's definitely something that will make, you know. So it's definitely like, kind of like where I'm trying to figure out is where to place, like where to place, where my platform is going to be. Yeah. You know, I, like I already know, you know, where my music platform is going to be, YouTube mm-hmm. spot, like that comes easy. I just upload that to a site and they sip it off to every other site for me. It's really been figuring out that platform for like the more physical side of my art. Because that's that's what I use to make money. Mm. But it's also the thing that I'm the absolute worst at marketing. So it's like <laughs> figuring out figuring out where I'm gonna build that platform is like the goals for this next year. Um Christ. Um Well, and just 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 to give you a little bit and I didn't mean to interrupt, but just a little okay, bit more on Twitch, just to give you uh, like like just a great example is that Raina went from you know, she she would drop albums, and you know, less than a thousand people would listen to. You know, uh, she's going on a year and a half in Twitch, and all of her fucking songs have more than like two thousand, you know, five thousand hits on it. And it's all from her community. It's all from basing this. It's all from investing time into her Twitch community, and it's having real world applications. And yeah, me too, Willis. I fucking love her too. Uh, it, but it has real world applications, whereas like just just her marketing, her reach, like she's been on front page streams where she's been playing to like up to 20,000 people at one time. She's had all these opportunities. She's connected with amazing artists and 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 collaborations. I it really is a um if you are looking for a place to put your art that will fit gr- perfectly, I mean, Twitch, it really is. Because really, it's about building, you know, people come, uh, people, the art is sort of a thing that facilitates just hanging out. So, like, right. it's really people just want to hang out with you, you know, like, they it's just want to build in that connection. Exactly. But, but you have a direct connection to your audience. And these are true people who are actually going to go out and buy your merch. It, and I don't mean to talk about you guys while you're right there. I'm sorry, guys. It's, I know that's a little awkward, but but like these are but these are people who are true fans who are going to buy your merch, who are going to listen to your music, who are going to who are who are supporting you. And and, and and like the problem is with just throwing something up on Spotify and YouTube and then, you know, posting a couple things on Facebook about it or or buying ads is that. You're just sort of flinging it, you know. You're throwing shit at the yeah, wall and seeing what sticks. But when so, you yeah, when I you guess have I a, can see the appeal of Twitch because like you build that community. It's a it's your own community you. who are there for you, who are there. So when to you support put your art in front of them, they're like, yes, yes. No, I'm telling you right now, 
in Reina's Discord, it's fucking popping off right now on what the next release is gonna be. And I hope it's Crown. Put it on your crown. But you know, there's there's two songs that that are up for grabs for to be produced for the next release, and people are losing their goddamn mind about it because it's fun, right? Because they feel like they're a part of the decision making, and that's what it's all about. Is that you? It's a part of making the community feel involved, and that's why we have a Baby Yoda interview coming up. That's why I have these cards. That's why I have these channel points where people get to interact. People can ask questions. I really just think it's a beautiful way for 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 you to connect with with a, a, a real audience and and it's so different from my podcast audience because my podcast audience is 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 growing and it's 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 not huge or anything but it's definitely a humble amount and uh and 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 i get barely any kind of feedback from them but this is direct feedback this is like you know if turd don't like what you just said they're gonna say some random weird shit in your face that might not make any sense but (laughs) you're getting that feedback right away and so it's, I just think it's like one of the most, you know, just personalized community building platforms that you could ever really come across. But it does take time, it does take effort, and it does take technology. And that's, yeah. And that's, I think that might, I think that might be the avenue that I need though, because like, I think that's one of my biggest issues with marketing myself is that like, I don't market myself on a personal level. Mm. I market my talents. But how can you, you know, market on a personal level on a, on a the way you're like doing Facebook now? You but, think people come here cause you just cause you're, we speak English good. They come here cause they like you. You right. marketed yourself. Right. But I'm saying like, how could you market yourself now with a a platform like Facebook or Instagram, where it's just like, there's no, I mean, there is personality there, but it's just, but there's not, there's not enough. It's not enough. You just have a picture of you doing this, having a picture to do, but if they see you creating, if they see surreal ramen cook up in the lab from start to finish a song that was directly influenced by whatever they were saying, or whatever you were doing or whatever vibes you were feeling in chat that song is going to mean way more to somebody who was a part of that creative process than it is for someone who is just like oh here's a hip-hop song that i see okay i'll see it two seconds or not even at all you know it's like or they'll just like your post and keep moving you know what i mean right and i feel like that's where it boils down to with a lot of people who are my fans it's like they already know like kind of what to expect from me so it doesn't really require a deeper investment. If I drop something and I say it's fire, they're like, okay, it's probably fire. <laughs> if I say I'm doing something cool, they're like, okay, he's probably doing something cool. But it doesn't require that that actual investment into me or the art, honestly. And like that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for in this next year of my life. Like, um my plan was to really take a break from creating music. I'm sitting on a bunch of music, which is another thing I wanted to talk about was Ramen's World. The show? Ooh, the show. What's up with the show? I don't know if I should call it a show. Because I think I'm going to host it on YouTube. I plan on hosting it on YouTube. That's a show. Um, But it's kind of this musical anthology that I've been writing all year. Um, And it's kind of like a weird mix-up of, like, stories that have a lot to do with my life and stories that are just, like, really fucking trippy. Mm. Um. So yeah, Rama's World, the show. Um, I started writing songs a few months back and I was like, these songs are like, I was in a certain spot in my life and these songs coincided 
with the direction my story was going, mm. you know, in real life. So I was able to kind of write forward and I, now I've written past, you know, where I am. Yeah. So now I'm looking at these stories like they might be my future. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It came together as this really like abstract. It's almost an abstract autobiography, honestly. It's it's very uh, dramatized. It's going to be very Hollywood. Um, it's all going to be shot first person perspective. Um, I have a GoPro 5K. I'm just going to shoot it all first person perspective. Um, and it's going to be like lightly dialogue based, but mostly based upon the songs. Mm. I felt like it was a very good way to put music into a different format than just like your standard music video or me dropping a link or you know something of that nature by giving them kind of the story this it's almost like the stories that i tell within the visual and dialogue aspects of these songs or of these videos kind of coincide with the spots that i was at when i actually created these songs okay so yeah it's kind of it's kind of like a a look into my life that people just currently don't have on me. Like I said, I'm, I'm always in the shadows, man. Mm-hmm. I'm always hiding out. Yeah, you know, for sure. Well, yeah, it, it will. In that case, then Twitch might be a little too intrusive for you. You know, like Twitch might be one of those things that's too much. You know, because like if you like a certain amount of privacy, and you know, Twitch is definitely just, one of those things like, you'll end up sharing some shit on. <laughs> yeah, it's like when I when I was functioning in a more toxic basic manner Mm. like social media was my thing because i can fucking go on facebook and say yo i'm sad today fucking sucks yeah but it's like when i tried to start steering my myself away from like using social media in that manner as like a fucking tell-all book to how i'm feeling what i'm doing i can i can no longer be consistent with social media because i very rarely see a point on going on it like i'll scroll facebook when i'm in awkward situations that i don't want to be in i'll scroll to pretend like i'm not feeling awkward yeah outside of that i don't spend too much time on facebook my instagram isn't even managed by me so i i barely i barely look at instagram except for when i need to communicate with someone like you or mm. you know i communicate with a lot of different artists on instagram right outside of like messages like i don't really do my posts i don't really like social media is just like a dead thing to me. I don't really find use out of it, but I do have use for it. Right. Like it's very like it's it's the avenues that I use to promote myself as an artist. So like I have a use for it. I just don't get much use out of it, you know, on a personal level. Yeah, man. No, I I I, I feel you, man. And and that that's the thing for me too. And and I, I try to use it more in a business minded, but then I get all worked up about some shit and then I just gotta go on there and, right. and put Sometimes hashtag let's go brand it. You see that opinion on fucking face on a Facebook status yeah. and you're just like, yo, what? <laughs> Actually I had that moment earlier today. So I had I posted on Facebook today because someone said something stupid. Yeah. Something that just didn't make sense to me. But I'm not I'm not even going to bring up this topic because this one will get me canceled, probably. So (laughs) but it was just like sometimes I just see the dumbest shit I've ever like seen. And I'm just like, people think like this. Yeah. So insane. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I can bring this up because this won't get me canceled because I don't have an actual fucking opinion on it besides the fact that it's stupid. I think it's stupid to have an opinion on this. But someone posted like, you know how like the boundaries of what 
sexual assault is considered to be mm-hmm. or stretching, getting vast. Yes. Someone posted, if you tricked a girl into liking you so she would have sex with you, you're a rapist. Oh. And I was like, I mean, yeah, if you tricked a girl into liking you so she would have sex with you, that's fucked up. But yeah. rapist is extreme. Yes. That's just to the far extreme. Yeah. And like, so I looked at the comments and like, obviously what I saw, what I knew I was going to see were like men getting fucking shredded for saying anything other than this is facts. Right, right. And I'm just like, there's just a bunch of girls calling all these men rapists for being like, okay, this this statement literally makes no sense. Yeah. I'm not getting it. Yeah. And like, Christ, like to me, that's just such a dumb, that was just such a dumb thing to see today. <laughs> and then, and then like, you involved so yourself stupid. too. And then I involved myself. <laughs> I'm just like, well, I involved myself in a joking manner. I wasn't going to take a side because I don't have a side. Like I said, I don't trick girls. So <laughs> it's not really my concern, but it was just the stupidity, the vibes of stupidity that I got off the person who posted it. Mm. And then all the stupidity happened in the comments. I'm just like, yo, so like if I pay a prostitute and she has sex with me, but she only does it for the money and she doesn't like me, am I a rapist? Yeah. Like just little fucking subtle jokes like mm-hmm. that, like things that people are just fucking laughing at. Right. Um. Well, I mean, I don't jump. I don't jump into unwinnable debates and anything concerning anything that concerns sex is an unwinnable battle if you're not on the winning side of that battle already. Whatever that, whatever that is, you know, whatever that yeah, means, whatever know, winning means on that side. Say men have bigger feet than women and women can be in an uproar about it. Oh, like if you're not on the winning side of that battle people already. People are mad. People are mad. You're canceled. Um, the, the, <laughs> canceled as fuck. Uh, but, but the, but the idea that, uh, well, I mean, it's just so stupid because they're the idea that women are out there fucking dudes for money, like they're tricking dudes. Uh, does that make them rapists? Since they're tricking dudes who have money into fucking them and giving them said money, does that make women rapists? Or does that make them crafty? Or does that make them business minded? It makes them business minded. I don't fucking. I mean, that's I'm insanity. All, that's what I'm saying. But it it wouldn't apply the same you know, the opposite way, which no. is weird. It, well, but and, like I said, I don't form opinions on these things because I'm like, I'm not that dude and I'm not well, that girl. Because I am a guy and this is, and, and I am, you know, I am a white percenting guy, even though I'm 38% Mexican. <laughs> Right there, bitches. 38%. That's a fast percentile, man. <laughs> there you go. 38. Hey. You're basically half. Uh, basically, but I'm, I'm actually 2% Senegalese and 1% Jew. So I'm I'm pretty proud of those two as well. So the rest of I do not know my heritage. I just know rest, I'm black. You know? There you go, baby. I mean, <laughs> uh, it, I mean, that's how the rest of the world sees you. So I don't know. Uh, I, did that sound bad? I don't know. That that might have sounded bad. I don't know if that sounds bad. Um, yeah, Mexican. You're eighty six percent Mexican, Reina. Um, okay, thank you for this Craigslist. I want to read what Moving Dutchman said. It's like in the great stories, Mister Frodo. The ones that really mattered, full of darkness and danger, they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad had happened? 
But in the end, it's only a passing thing, this shadow. Evening, even darkness must pass. Yeah, I, I feel you. You know, like these things, these these things come in waves, and like whatever comes out on the other side of this cancel culture and and you know, like hatred of of, of white people and, and and all this shit, you know, like just, Honestly, just a lot of hate in the world. Just now. hate all this shit's gonna tamper down eventually, or we'll just implode and blow each other up. So there you go. That's fun too. Yeah. Um okay, so I wanna do Craigslist. And I want to do this Baby Yoda interview. And you do have a new album coming out, though, right? Like Drive, that's your next project? Drive. Yeah. So let's talk about Man, that. And we talk, let's see how we talk so much about politics. You get I, me caught in debate mode every time. <laughs> dude, I'm sorry. It's just it's just that I I come in with these ideas and they, they this is how I this is by the way, this is my um Facebook. Like my podcast is like my Facebook feed. Instead of writing my characters, I'm telling people how I feel, you know? So it's like yeah. I, I try to keep most of how I really feel on the podcast and what I in like just keep the social media as something to sort of promote, but like, you know. Shit spills over. Okay. Anyways, cool. tell, tell. I actually gotta apparently get going here. Okay, soon no anyways. worries, man. So no worries. I'm gonna give you the rundown on drive. Sweet. All right, so I'm 26, and I bought my first car this year. Oh, I made know. me very, made me very happy. It's a 2009 Chevy Cobalt. It's white. Mm. It has black rims. Yeah. Obviously, no one really gives a fuck because it's a 2009 Chevy Cobalt. But to me. <laughs> That bitch is a Lamborghini. So that kind of spawned into me writing all of these like very egocentric songs with a lot of like a lot of car references. Wait, wait, so what's the name? Of, what's the car again? Uh, a 2009 Chevy Cobalt. Okay, keep going. Um, so that's better. That led into me writing these songs that are just very ego driven and also, um, also using a lot of like car references. Um, so it kind of spawned this thing or it spawned the album drive, which Gosh. isn't an album. It's more of a short project. It's like five songs. Um, yes, that's basically my car. <laughs> yeah. There you go, folks. Lambo. The Lambo. The Lambo, Lambo before time right there. All right. I'm going to keep this up car. while you explain. But, yourself. Um, the prominent things I wanted to go over about that project, that's also going to be another uh, project that comes hand in hand with some visuals. Mm. Um, the visuals for that will probably be more standardized. Well, not really standard because Manifest doesn't do standard, but yes, there'll be more normal music video format. The Ramen's World stuff is going to be, it's going to be interesting to view. I, I think people are going to like it a lot, but for Drive, um, the prominent things I wanted to say about that is that all of those music videos are actually going to be directed by Knight. Oh, nice. So, um, this, this, we've, me and Knight have been friends for like almost four years now. And we finally have formed like a good symbiosis with like music. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's kind of just trying to expand on where else we can start to intertwine the creative energy. So, having him. You know, he's a big fan of my music or, you know, he tells me that all the time. He's a big fan of my music. So mm -hmm. having his perspective on the visuals is going to be a very interesting thing as well. And that's also going to play out as a story. Um, it's not really set in stone what that story will be yet. 
but I do know it's going to be post-apocalyptic. <laughs> oh, man, I'm in. Anything post-apocalyptic, yeah. I am so fucking like, in. I do know it's going to be post-apocalyptic. Right. I have that aesthetic set in mind, but where that story is going to go, I don't know. I only got five songs to tell it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, we're, we're, well, I'm excited to hear it. And I really do dig what you do, man. I, I respect what you and Manifest does. You guys are fucking a bunch of, a bunch of just right. badasses. Oh, please keep going. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, I got to go. So I'm, I just want to give you the, yeah. the the important strong points that I should please. have been pushing throughout this whole thing. Okay. I do have a BeatStars. If you're interested in buying beats, you can find me at Ramen's World on BeatStars. Cool. You can find me at Surreal Ramen Imaging on Instagram for digital art sales. Um, oh, damn. I wanted to talk about that in like the more social tone, but we'll just... God, I'm going to have to come on the show again. <laughs> That's fine. But, all right. I am planning on shooting the first episode of Ramen's World at the end of next month. All right. So I'm planning an episode release day of no later than January 1st. So be on the lookout like January 1st-ish mm. for the first episode of Ramen's World. And that will be on my Ramen's World YouTube channel, which is called Ramen's World. Huh? That's all you're going to ever have to remember pretty soon. Ramen's, Ramen's World. World. Yeah. You'll find everything connected to me. And, I, and we put the beat stars and manifest is in the thing. I didn't know what else to put in there. So there, there's some links in the, in the, in the so chat, yeah, everybody. Beat stars, a manifest and, website. Uh, and fucking the family. Go in there um, and in the show notes as well for everyone listening at home. Um, Make sure you go and support your yeah, boy. I think I hit the, Surreal. the important points that I can get in like a short time. I'm sorry. Man, you always that, get me in debate mode. Man, I'm sorry <laughs> that we didn't talk that much about like the new stuff. I I I, I didn't know how much time you had. I'm sorry. Fuck it. I yeah, I, I, was, I was I oh, was just going. I, I wasn't really sure either, but we've been chatting it up for like hours now, yeah, so yeah. Well, it makes sense that we're out of time. Well, you know, I mean, you're out of time, surreal. I have I'm plenty of time. Of time. You're, st you're still going. I'm, I'm out of time. All right. I do have to get going. No worries, Fred. Hey, it's man, thank fun. you so much. I really had a great time chatting with you. And, uh, I always have a great time. Yeah, man. Always have a great time we'll on do the it show, again. man. We'll do it again. Definitely, man. Just let me know the next time you got open. I'm definitely down to show up again, man. Right on, brother. You have a great rest of your day, sir. Thank you so much surreal ramen for coming on the show i really appreciate you coming back and telling your truths again go and find surreal ramen in all of the, the 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 social medias and all the good stuff uh you can find links in the show notes again you can find him at beatstars.com slash ramen's world ramen's world is going to be his uh his, his his company's name so go and get involved go check out his merch go do that stuff and uh we'll we'll, 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 we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes very happy and, and you know what i say this all the time but i, I love you know the youth is getting so in touch with who they are at such a younger age and, and it's just uh, i hopefully it can be you know it can uh be that energy can be focused into something 
wonderful and and truthful in the future for all mankind anyways that's that uh, uh again go f- check out random mystique and her stream twitch.tv slash random mystique of course you can find we speak english good on twitch two days a week mondays and fridays 3 p.m eastern standard time also um i went to a sidekick fair this weekend and it was like tim and eric put on a show it was weird uh, there was some lady doing Reiki, Reiki, Reiki. I don't know. It was awful. Like she, it looked like she was just doing mime stuff. Like she was like pulling like a rope, like like pulling a rope out of someone who was just sitting there with their eyes closed, and this woman was standing behind them, just waving her hands like she was in a Tai Chi class. And then she started doing like mime work, and I was like, this is awesome. So I put it on my 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 uh, Instagram, of course. So you can go find my Instagram, and and it's in my reels, and I just think it's hilarious. Anyways, um, what else? Oh, yeah. Over the weekend, we went and saw a band that's been on the show, actually. They're called The Fantastic Plastics. It was a wonderful show. And actually, The Fantastic Plastics episode is one of the highest rated episodes or, or li- listened to episodes on this podcast. So I definitely suggest you guys go check out The Fantastic Plastics, who I love dearly. They are friends. And I got to meet them live. And uh, we hung out. And... <laughs> I went as like a, you can find this all on my Instagram, but I went as, I had like a, 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 a Guy Fox uh, mask on kind of, and um, it was kind of creepy, my outfit was creepy, but I was going to like a Devo convention, so it's called the Devotional, and um, I just figured there was going to be a bunch of wacky people all dressed up there anyway, so I, I, I indulged. Well, it was a little off-putting, and um, well... I got a little hype with the bouncer. I also took some hallucinogens. Uh, I got a little hype with the bouncer, and Tyson from the Fantastic Plastics was able to calm him down by telling him I'm, <laughs> I'm mentally disabled. So there you go. Uh, that's actually the second time in my life that I've been passed for a mentally disabled person. The first time involved um, it involved Ambien. <laughs> and my friend was like sorry he's mentally disabled he sorry he's stealing all your stuff we were at the store and i was just stealing stuff. anyways it was ridiculous don't take ambient kids it's bad for you um so also almost got in a fight with this asian dude i wouldn't call it like an almost fight though because he was like this petite little tiny asian man and he was like fuck you and i'm like okay well you're rather spicy for a little one like he said i cut in front of him at the bar like, that's bullshit. I was standing in line like everybody else. And he was like, fuck you. You cut in front of me. I'm like, no, I didn't. It's, anyways, I also got to we- meet Weird Paul. Um, and, and it was really fun. If you guys aren't familiar with Weird Paul, Weird Paul is basically a YouTube celebrity. So go check out Weird Paul. Um, yeah, it was just such a great time. And seeing that show live, like, my voice is still fried from it. Because I was just going, Dang! It was ridiculous. So it was a good weekend good good weekend but uh yeah that's it for now i actually have therapy here any second now my therapist will be calling so i do need to get out of here so everybody we will be back on friday i'll see you then i hope you guys have a great rest of your week and and, and we'll see you on friday and and stay safe out there and be good to your fellow human beings and hjs for everybody bye-bye